You guys feeling good? You guys feeling fucking great? I'm feeling fuzzed out. Yeah, fuzzed man. Out. You guys ready to do another fucking week of this craziness? Another We're week. Come up together. I fucking love it. You're in the Church of Chill. This is the come up. Rad. Rad. Spark one up. It's fucking Monday. Let's come higher than ever this week. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. We should. That's a good intention. I feel like that's what Monday is. Like, you have intentions. You scrub off the weekend. Mm. You hit the ground running. Yeah. You're patient with yourself. Yeah. I. uh, You know what I'm thinking about on this Monday is uh, telling better stories. Yeah. That's a good. Right. Yeah. Like start the week like that. Tell better stories. Like it really. uh, For me, it always starts at home. We've talked about this before where like, I mean, Cass doesn't do this as much, but I I think you do. But like where you're cursing yourself, where you're fucking calling yourself a piece of shit, you're calling yourself names, you're frustrated, all that stuff. I just want to start telling better stories about who I am, how I connect to people. And uh, I think that then it starts to apply to the larger narrative of your life. Absolutely. Telling better stories about yourself and the people close to you as well. Mm. What's today's story? What's the story of Monday, March 8th? Yeah. What is the story of Monday, March 8th? Let's come up with a great one. Let's come up with a great one. I mean, I think it's the beginning to the best week ever on the best day ever. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be a broken record with that, but it's totally true. Cass is here to remind (laughs) you every day that it's the best day ever. It's kind of like Mowgli. I always tell that to people. He's impossible to be depressed around because it is his favorite day every day. It's like a puppy quality, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then you feel like you're fucking his shit up if if you're upset, you know? Yeah. He's carrying all the weight for you. It's like, I'm excited. Are you going to arrive here to be excited with me today? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's a level of uh, accountability when you look at Cass's (laughs) bright face every day. You're like, oh, like this isn't for the show. She really does think this is the best day ever. She really does. She's She's so excited. Yeah. And every song, that's the best. The songs come on. She's like, this is my fucking favorite song ever. I love that. I love it. A level of enthusiasm about things. Because like what we're doing is we're training ourselves and we're training our muscles and we're training that fucking wild, out of control Jack Russell Terrier that's tearing everything apart in our head. We're training it to fucking calm down a little bit so we can enjoy the moment. Absolutely. So let's get on the same page, you know? Yeah. How do we do that? Let's fucking, uh, let's take a breath together and make a sound together. We like to do the ohm, but we can always switch that up. We'll do an ohm today. Mm-hmm. I have some other ones in my back pocket. We'll pull out maybe later this week. Okay. But let's do um, a good, nice, long one where you're, you really fill up your whole belly with air and you push the sound out until you can't push it out anymore, until you feel the buzzing on the end of your lips. That's how you know it's working. So, pushing all the air out. Big breath in. I was like squirting some out towards the end to try to just keep up, but 
it's all it's, it's all about more that. sound than breath it's, it's all about the initial breath in because that's what you're going to be able to handle pushing out and you know we, we talk about that all the time in our life the in breath the in breath you know what i mean oh yes it comes in the form of not only a physical in breath but like you know can be in the form of retreating or resting or like it's just as important as going you know, and that's why weekends have become so valuable. And that's why they're so important for people to like have that time where they're like, I'm not responding to emails. I'm resting. And, and that's uh, something that we need to not lose is uh, capitalism takes the wheel and wants yeah. us to be productive 100% of the time. Yeah, but your productivity, like that idea that like, like everyone is, everyone's hypnotized by that. And, and I think it's a positive thing. But for that to be the controlling narrative is your productivity and your and self-judgment and self-doubt comes in because of that. It's like, let's change the core value of, of what we're doing. Are we expressing ourselves? Are we expressing ourselves right? Are we, tu- are we tuning this temple so we can receive more? Yeah. I remember when I started vocal training and you think a lot of the focus is on the out-breaths, but actually there's a huge hurdle in the beginning to letting your inhale happen because mm-hmm. you think as a singer, because you do need to expand your ribs like a dragon, right? That you're taking air. But the second you do that actually locks your chest muscles and it will tighten your throat and you can't sing anymore. So there's oh. a whole yogic practice of like, oh, I have to let air come into my body. And similar to trying to unpack my dog's anxiety with not being able to see the floor at night <laughs> and not trusting that like Gaia is going to hold him. It is, I feel like another trust thing that like mm. your body's going to do it mm-hmm. and you and the... Uh, thing that it's taking um, outside of itself are going to merge together mm, right yeah. in an appropriate dance yeah and not a mistrust of like <gasps> I gotta grab it it's so it's so funny having having Mowgli around and like this reminder this talisman I never noticed that behavior it cracks me up but it also breaks my heart in a way like I, I, I see him in the kitchen and he'll he'll stop like he's on the ledge of a cliff and you figured out what it is like you're like oh he can't see the floor so he's not trusting that it's there and it's like whoa is that symbolic yeah holy shit it's very deep and symbolic yeah very deep and symbolic (laughs) yeah dogs have issues they have their own issues and problems Mm -hmm. they have much better memories than people think they have i remember walking mowgli in soho and we used to live in soho and we used to pass this club that had one of those red velvet ropes outside of it and one of our walks it got knocked over like there was a bodyguard outside and it fell on him didn't even like hurt him you know it just like terrified the shit out of him because mm. it came from nowhere and now he, he just won't walk on that road every yeah. time we go near it you know he, yeah. he remembers and he's like, yeah, you no, fuck be- that rope that's trying to get me <laughs> you gotta be <laughs> careful i dropped a my when i was walking my dogs when i was younger i the dro- door dropped on my my dog max at the time and he like Every time he would go through that door for the rest of his life, he'd like skittle through it, you know, Aww. so he does, he doesn't want to be hurt. And that, I think it's just a good reminder that people have that too. Oh, and yeah. I think we can tell stories that like try to say like, oh, I'm not, I don't get worked up when I, you know, see the color blue. But the truth is when you see the color blue, like something happens to your body that kind of overrides, mm-hmm. um, different things yeah it happens a lot with heartbreak you know like uh you'll put on a song and you'll see someone's mood changing like oh no i just triggered something and you know all that is is very similar to what mowgli is doing very similar to the animal instinct is like we've been hurt so we want to protect ourselves from those things so 
the ego goes to work building walls around our heart like a fortress to protect this motherfucker because it's so sensitive. Totally. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, the the best thing you can do is really start to listen and see where uh, where where people have been hurt, where their triggers are, how you can help, how you can learn to navigate in a softer way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with people, I feel like what's so fascinating is that the way the patterns get ingrained seems archetypal because the way that we shut things out seems to be on this weird archetypal fulcrum Mm -hmm. you know like the whole daddy issues thing is real you meet people and you're like oh you like have a hard time have being the father of your own life because you have a hard time with that role it's fascinating and you see it in people and the same thing with the mom and say um there's many more archetypes than the father and the mother but they're obviously the most prominent and obvious ones usually Mm. um yeah yeah so much of and i didn't realize this till well into my 30s but so much of who i became was a reaction to the form of love i got from my dad uh the lack of love i got from him how scared he made me the whole dance i ended up doing with him it actually made me uh an independent motherfucker because the place i was supposed to be getting like in waves of unconditional love like that person was fucked up and they hadn't gotten it so it wasn't really coming to me necessarily but i trusted that it was there so i don't know i I established this way of of going about things that was like really uh like fucking go for it felt like ambitious i was probably just trying to get my dad's attention you know by making art and making movies and getting all these fucking girls yeah yeah that whole phrase like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger number one i don't think is true but it also Mm. is insinuating or assuming that you're taking the right things from bad situations and i think most Mm. of the time that's not actually what's happening and not true Mm. you know i love that (laughs) we're like you know that positive story you were telling yourself maybe not true (laughs) good morning it's monday (laughs) it's the truth i mean i think i think that's prominent to what the come up is gonna be is like we're figuring this out but there's gonna be at our best we're no bullshit yeah yeah i mean it's it 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 really is a reflection of a true come up and that's how i want it to be like you you when you take the acid or you take the cup of dime or whatever that moment where you're like, fuck, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen, I, but I'm with my homies, and it's going to be okay because we don't know what the fuck is going on. We don't know what's going to happen, but we're together. We're trying to fucking form a little bit of a vibe tribe. Yeah, I, I don't like back to the – yeah, the reactionary thing is so interesting that you said too because I don't think any of us realize how much of our personality is reactionary. Mm, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to that, especially like I th- I've talked about pendulum swings maybe on a different podcast of ours, but I think so much with like young girls growing up now and having this aversion to like what you know the gen the extreme gender role in society. Mm. It obviously makes sense because they're too extreme and um, very oppressive. But there's also like a pendulum swing of like, okay, I'm gonna have an aversion to like everything that means. Yeah. Mm. Right. And I think at least personally in my journey, there's a little bit of coming home to like, oh, it's not all of it. Mm-hmm. It just feels like that because it was like boxed and labeled in this trauma, mm, yeah. you know, house that I built for myself. And yeah. You don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's important. And you see people do that and like, fuck, I mean, I've, I felt that when, when we met you, like, I'm like, man, I had really thrown the baby out with the bathwater in a lot of ways. And in terms of just not even being able to be open to something like what we're doing, this, this dance we're doing. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad let people fucking affect you like that. Let people fucking 
tear down those walls, let people come in like the wrecking ball and just fucking tear down the fortress around your heart. Yeah, fuck me up. Fuck me up. Yeah, <laughs> totally. totally. Man, when we were listening, we were doing a deep dive into the fuzz realm this weekend, and we haven't seen live music in a long time, so having, like, being confronted, you put on headphones and you listen mm. to metal and you're just, like, confronted with it, there is really, like... A, a tearing down of the fortress because mm. you you just like have this structure and then you just like get hit with a wall of sound that all of a sudden it just like it penetrates it do you guys yeah. did you guys feel that oh my god yeah i could f- I, I i could really feel that that like the the there's a confrontational energy to it and i think that's the barrier to entry with that kind of music i think that's why um a lot of people are like no that ain't for me but if you give it a second. It feels like it's just like hearing the sound that's already existing inside of me. And the mm. resonance is really comforting. Mm. I don't necessarily have like a barrier of entry where I'm like, this is uncomfortable. I have to get through it. It's kind of like, oh, fuck. Yeah, finally. Yeah, that's it. My, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> give it to me. My, my hesitation to, to even play that stuff around you when we first were hanging out was like it felt too low frequency. I thought you were going to judge the, uh, the musical quality of the whole thing. You know, yeah. but uh, you know, and, and you could, and you totally can, you could be like, what the fuck? This is the same power chord over and over to me. That doesn't fucking matter. D- is it effective in eliciting the emotion and holy fuck is it, you know, and, and not mm. only eliciting the emotion, but just bringing you into a realm where all these darker, you know, more raw, more real truthful emotions are on tap. Totally. Mm. Yeah. For me, I guess it's not the resistance to it. It's like. I can't hear my thoughts through like it, it's oh, overtaking. Yeah. Yeah. It's like consuming. It's yeah. cons- it's all consuming. Yeah, that's that's what it is for me. It's like I just it demands not only like my attention or something, but like that I just like surrender. It's yeah. like surrender to me, and I'm like, yeah, I love you. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like demands your attention and your emotions. Like you, you're definitely like. There's no other feeling than whatever you're being presented. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's totally. no ambiguity really to the, it. The first time I was really confronted with this in a live music setting, I was 16. I had just moved down to Florida and the Melvins were playing at the State Theater. And I was like, I have to go see the fucking Melvins. And this was like when I first got my license and could go to a show on my own. And uh, man, by the second they, they came out and hit the first notes. And it's still to this day is the loudest show I ever saw. I was in like fight or flight mode the whole time. <laughs> like like where, where you're just, pa- you're almost panicked because like my chest hurt. I was like, is my heart beating right? Be- like the, the music was that overtaking. It was like going through. It was fucking unreal loud. But it forced me to kind of let go a little bit. And that shit fucking warmed its way into my life ever since. That was like fucking more than half my life ago and this is still like sacred music to me yeah you haven't been able to hear right ever since so. no no it's just a little ringing <laughs> a little fuzz there's a little angel fuzz in my ears all the time <laughs> yeah it's interesting that it's taken me so long to uh, uh fall in love with that I was telling sean this cast but not you like if somebody had told me what i was going to be doing with music last year this year there's no way that I would have believed you. Mm. I would have been like, I need what you're smoking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting because it feels like the last part of the universe that I didn't love or that I was like trying to keep it an arm's length and therefore like the last part of myself that I was trying to keep an arm's length. But because it's the last, it feels like I now love it the most because I haven't been loving it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of what it feels like. What part like. of you is this that's like being unearthed? Um, It just feels less... Uh, presentational i guess it just feels like deeper Mm. 
Yeah. And I think because Rawr. my whole story has been like, you're not allowed to have feelings. Mm-hmm. It's taken me this long to be like, oh, I can go all the way uh, with oh. my feelings. <laughs> and that's actually my superpower. And that's what I'm met here. You know, I'm put here to do is to feel things strongly. And I don't have to like mm. run from that. And I don't have to like restrain it. Like I talk about all the time, or whatever. There's actually like space where I can go out and just fucking let it happen. You, you take know? the guitar and you're like, I'm all feelings. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> We come out in the morning and she's blasting Black Sabbath on the headphones. And I'm like, what the fuck? We've created a goddamn monster here. But it's so, <laughs> it's really so my instinct, too. Like, really it's have. so how I want to start the day. Like, that's like a fucking shot of adrenaline to the fucking heart. Yeah, well, Volume 4 was remastered. So that's yeah. basically taken over our entire <laughs> yeah. psyche. Black Sabbath Volume 4, the 2021 remaster is very special on headphones. Well, it's Monday morning. Tap into your emotions. Tell a better story. Tell a better story. Let's tell a better story. Have a great week. Great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Right, babies? We're here for you. Here Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Peace, love, and magic.